Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we started a new series six weeks ago, already that long ago, titled, As in Heaven. There it is, As in Heaven. And we've been talking about God's will. What is God's will? And Jesus, of course, told us in Matthew 6.10 to pray that his will be done on earth as in heaven. Well, that means God wants his will done here, right? And who's, who's part of doing his will? We are. <laughs> the body of Christ is here to do his will. We are here to do his will. That's, that's part of our job on this earth. Come on. To do his will, to work for the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. In fact, the best kind of work we could possibly do is work for him. That's the best work we can do, right? Work for God. Whatever type of work you're doing, the best type of work, come on, we can ever do is working for Jesus. And that's doing his will, whatever he wants us to do. So we are to be doing God's will on earth our whole lifetime, right? Our whole lifetime is about doing God's will. And God's will should be, should be our top priority, right? We should be focused on God's will all the time. Amen? Our whole life should revolve around God's will. Amen? Amen. Our whole life. I mean, our whole life. For, for a on-fire, born-again Christian, our whole life should revolve around what he wants. And that goes for everything in our life. A lot of people think God doesn't want to be involved in the small things. No, he wants to be involved in the small things. <laughs> I could tell you many stories, right? Many stories of the small things and the big things. And God wants to be involved in all of it. Like I've said many times, God, God, can, God can say, uh, you're about to go to the grocery store. And God says, not right now, you're not. You're like, yes, sir. I will not be going to the grocery store right now. Hello? Why? That's God's will at that moment in time. Do, do we say, oh, well, no, we say, yes, sir. Whatever you want, Father, is what I want. And if you don't want me to go to the grocery store now, I know there's a good reason. I'm not supposed to go to the grocery store right now. Hello? <laughs> Whatever that is, maybe there's an accident on the way. Maybe there's uh, some disease you're going to catch, right, uh, at the grocery store. Not that we, we come against every disease in the name of Jesus. Amen. But I've had, I've had, I've had, you know, never, you know, I've had different sicknesses and things throughout the years. And when you get sick, you wonder, where did I get that? And then you think, oh yeah, Mary went, oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, if you think about it, you'll remember touching your eyes. Good, good rule of health. If you just want some basic, basic knowledge for health, and you don't know this yet, you probably already know it. But if you want some basic, basic rule of health, never touch your eyes or your nose with your hands. You will save yourself so many colds, you won't even know to do it yourself. Because <laughs> primarily, you pick up some germ and you go, and there it goes right in your body. So that's just a nice natural way. Uh, if you want some good health, that right there will go a long ways. Long ways. And don't eat undercooked meat. <laughs> Poor Judah. Poor Judah. Yeah, I, well, you know. He got a little food poisoning the other night. We had undercooked. Uh, the steak a little bit, and uh, you know, that's, there's a good rule of health right there, right? 
Make sure your meat reaches 100 and whatever it is, 50, 60. I'm not saying anything about that. Relax, relax. <laughs> Kids start getting nervous when I start telling stories. <laughs> dad, don't, oh, dad. Come on. But we want his will in everything. Come on. In the little things, we want his will. In the big things, we want his will. And so we're learning about his will in this series. And we've covered all kinds of things about how to find his will. And we're going to cover some more today. You want to cover some more? Okay. If you want to, we will go on. If you don't, we can just go home and have some ham. <laughs> Romans 12. Oh, come on. Some of my favorite verses right here again. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God or in view of the mercies of God, right? Because what he's done for us, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, right? We are servants of the king and we're supposed to do what he says, right? There's the will of God right there. And, oh, more will of God coming up. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now we've been talking about that word perfect quite a bit, that perfect, a better, I think a better translation is complete because there is the complete will of God and when we think of perfect as, you know, perfection and, and well, you know, the perfection's a tough thing, right? You get it. I'm, I'm a perfectionist myself, so I got to watch it, right, from being a perfectionist, right? When I'm, when I'm out cleaning moss out here, I have to say I will never get all the moss off. So I'm not going to be a perfectionist on this. I'm going to blow some moss off for four or five hours and then quit because it's never all coming off, right? So we can't get into perfectionism because we are on this earth and it is a messed up place. But we can get the complete will of God. That was a good place right there. We can get the complete will of God. Thank you for those four amens. <laughs> now, we've been talking about conforming to the world. There is a pressure to conform to the world. Have you noticed? Yeah. The world wants us to act like them, right? The world wants us to talk like them. You don't talk like me. Why don't you cuss like me? Uh, uh, come on. Why don't you act like me? Why don't you do these things that I do? Because I believe the Bible and my heart is with Jesus. And he said, present my body a living sacrifice. Hello? So I don't, I don't act like you and I don't talk like you and I don't think like you. I'm talking about the world. Amen. Why? Because I don't want to be conformed to the world. Come on. We're not supposed to be conformed. That's the, that's the will of God right there. Do not be conformed to the way of the world. But instead, what? Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. If you look that renewing word up, a lot of times that doesn't mean much to us either. It means a complete change. A complete change of mind. People come to, come to, Christ, as a, come to salvation and they, they don't change. Well, no, you need to change. 
A lot. And depending how long you were in the world, you might have to change a lot. But where does it really start? It starts in our thinking. Because we read the word of God and we go, ooh, wait a second. Whoa, God said that? Oh boy. You know what? I need to change my thinking in that area. And what does change of thinking do? It changes our actions. Hello? If it doesn't change our actions, it's not, it's not really changed, right? So we change our actions. We change our thinking. We line them up with God's word and we change our actions. And when we renew our minds, as the word God says, we find the complete will of God. He says you'll find the good, acceptable, and complete will of God when you renew your mind. Well, I don't want to settle for the incomplete will of God, do you? I want to settle. I don't want to settle for anything than God's best. We just talked about it this morning. We sang about it this morning. I want more. I want the best. I don't want to settle for less than God's best. Well, the complete will of God, if we don't want the complete will of God, then we're settling. We're settlers. I'm not a settler. <laughs> you might have noticed, right? I'm not a settler. I don't settle, right? I'm going on to the fullness of God. I'm moving on to the fullness of God, right? If you don't want to go, that's your choice. But I'm going on to the fullness of God. I want all of God, right? <laughs> Come on now. We've had many people mad at us over the years here already. But you, you, you preach on that baptism in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, and I just don't like that. I'm like, oh, well, you don't want the fullness of God? That's your choice, but I'm moving on. We talk about divine healing, that God will heal you because it's in the word of God. In fact, it's from beginning to end in the word of God. And in fact, it's part of the gospel that Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. It's in the word of God. It's all over. We could quote scriptures for hours about our great healing God. And so we get people mad at us. They say, well, I don't like that. I say, well, I want the fullness of God. Come on. And you're not going to get the fullness of God if you don't think like God thinks. You're not going to get it. We got to think like he thinks. Come on. We got to, we got to get on his, his level of thinking. And, and we can think like him because he said, here, here you go. <laughs> think like I think. Stop thinking like you think and think like I think. And then if we will renew our minds with what he said, guess what? All of a sudden we're going to be walking in his perfect, complete will. Ooh, glory. I'm getting excited. Watch out. <laughs> One thing we have to understand in this area of talking about the will of God, this is so important to understand. Everything that happens is not the will of God. And that is a lie of the devil himself that has been pro proliferated. Is that a good word? <laughs> That's good. Proliferated in our, even the church. And you'll have Christians say, well, it must have been the will of God that so-and-so got hit by a car and died today. It must have been the will of God. And you're like, no, that's not the will of God. Everything that happens is not the will of God. Many things happening on earth are not the will of God. The devil is causing all sorts of evil. Hello? We could go into that for a long time. 
But that's not the will of God. In fact, also, of course, with that is mankind is causing all sorts of evil on this earth, which, of course, goes with the devil. You know, people listening to the enemy, people obeying the enemy, people following the will of the enemy, people not doing his will, but his will. And causing all sorts of evil, all sorts of problems, all sorts of accidents, right? I mean, you could talk about being hit, you know, like we just talked about accident, right? How many people have been hit by a drunk driver? Millions and died. It wasn't God's will. It was, it was someone doing what they shouldn't have been doing. But we know we're not, no one is supposed to drink and drive. No one. Amen? Because you drink and drive, you could kill somebody. So we will never, ever do that. Amen? So my point being, there's all kinds of evil happening around us. And we see evil. We see this. We see that. And, and a lot of people just say, well, I guess it was God's will. No. If you don't understand that, you'll never get to the complete will of God. Never. Never going to happen. We must also understand God's will is not too mysterious. That's another thing people will say. And it's just an excuse so they don't do the will of God. Well, I just can't understand, you know, it's God. And he's got this big, big picture that I can't, I can't understand it. So that sickness and that accident and all that added up to God's will. But I can't understand it. I'm just too small for that. And God says, I told you my will. I told you what I want. I told you how I am. I told you I'm good. I told you I only have good plans for you. I told you, come on. I told you that I have good stuff for you and I told you how to get there. <laughs> I told you the path to take. He, it's an open book test. Come on. I told you what to do. I told you how to walk down my path. He didn't walk down my path. So now you got that problem in your life. Hello. <laughs> Whoo. Come on now. God's will is not mysterious. He wants us to know his will. Amen. He told us to renew our minds to his will. He's not hiding his will from us. Come on. He's given us the Bible. He's given us this great, awesome word of God, the inspired uh, word of God. Come on. He's given us this so we would know his will. Primarily, we're going to find his will right here. Come on. And then, of course, we have the Holy Spirit. Come on. We have the Holy Spirit. To, and he gave us his Holy Spirit. Why? So he would guide us into all truth. Which is his will. Come on. He wants to guide us down the road of our lives to find his will. To find his path. To get his complete will. So he gave us his word and he gave us the Holy Spirit. And then God instructs us, right? We should listen to God's instruction. Amen. God is instructing us where to go. He's, try, he's trying to get us on that right path. And... and Foolish people, they don't want to listen to that. Foolish people do not want to hear God's will. They, they do not want to hear God's correction. What do they want? Oh, boy. They, they, they want to fill their ears with lies and live a bunch of lies. But I'll tell you what, wise people want to do, whoo, they want the truth. They want the truth and they want correction and they are teachable. They are teachable. Amen. Come on. Wise people are going to seek the Lord with all of their heart. 
Wise people want God's instruction. Ooh, they want to hear the truth, even when it hurts. Come on now. Wise people say, oh, come on, give, give me the truth. Give me the truth. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the truth. Give me the truth. <laughs> what does the foolish person say? I don't want to hear anything out of you. And I don't want, in fact, I've, I had someone recently say, I, I don't want you to tell me about God. I don't want you to tell my kids about God. I don't want you to talk about God at all. Don't tell anybody I know about God. Don't, don't speak about him. What is that? Foolish. You don't want to hear God's word. You don't want to hear what God has to say. Whoo. Ah, what a dangerous place to be in. But God's word is full of his instructions. His written word is his will, right? His will. We have the old will. We have the new will. I like the new will. I like to live in the new will. Amen. Why? Because we are in the, we are in the new Testament. I love the old Testament, but we are in the new covenant. We live in the new covenant. And so we need to know what his will is in the new covenant. Amen. So we, we largely focus in, of course, on the new covenant. We can learn all kinds of things as we do all the time around here. We learn from the old also. But usually it's a type and a shadow, right, of what is to come. And we talk about those all the time. But what we, what we, what we need to do is largely found in the word. Amen. It, we first look at, to the word. We always look first to the word of God. And then we must also look to the Holy Spirit. We look to him. And of course, he's on the inside, right? He's on the inside. So we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Of course, Romans says uh, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So there's a lot of times you don't know what to do. And it's not found in here. Hello. You can't go here and find as we went to Iowa for our first full-time ministry position, you can't find that in the Word. Go to Iowa. No, you're never going to find it in here. But you can hear the Spirit of God. Go to Kenya, right? You can hear the Spirit of God. Go to Iowa. You can be led by the Spirit, and that's what God wants for us, to be led in everything. Whether it's going to the store or going or picking our career or picking whatever it is, whatever you can, you can be led in anything. Amen. I've heard, I, I really haven't uh, experienced as much. I've experienced it in some aspects, but you know, people, I've heard a lot of stories too. You know, they were at the store and God said, go over to that rack right there. Now look over here. And they find the perfect shirt at the best price they've ever seen in their life. And they're like, woo, thank you, go. Come on, I'm buying that right now. <laughs> Amen? You can experience that. Amen? We can experience God leading us in all kinds of directions. He wants to lead us by his spirit. But most of all, he wants to tell us, he's told us what to do right here in this word. He's told us. And if we're going to, if we have to have, we've talked about humility, right? We, said we have to have a humble heart if we're going to receive his will. Our heart has to be humble before him. We have to bow before him. We have to bow before him. We have to be humble people. Man, that is key number one. If you want to actually find his complete will for your life, you are going to have to bow down before him and be humble. And you are going to have to say, not my will, but your will be done. Come on now. Because without that step, not going to find the complete will of God. Many people don't want the will of God, and I'm sure you know some of those people. 
And they have no interest in the will of God, right? No, none at all. I mean, none. I mean, zilch. You're like, you know, you're only on this earth for a few minutes. And you're going to die. And you're going to face your creator. And you don't care about God's will at all. Well, I talked to one guy back in my office here. He said, no, I, I don't care about that. I know what's going to happen. I just turn to dust and that's it. I'm done. I don't exist anymore. Well, that's what you think. <laughs> that's what you think. But unfortunately, well, or fortunately, the way I look at it, right? <laughs> you are an eternal being. And you're going to live forever somewhere. So uh, I'm telling you, uh, you're not going to not exist. You're going to be in hell forever. Because you have rejected Jesus, your only, the only Savior there is. Well, he had no interest in the will of God. And of course, we've all talked to those people. But we, we must have ears to hear. If we're going to find God's will, our ears have to be open. A humble heart has ears ready to hear. Amen? And we talked about asking God for his will. Remember, we talked about inquiring of God. We must not make the mistake of not asking for his will. Come on. We talked about David who said, should I go up to the cities of Judah? And God said, I mean, we talked about several examples, but we, we, we just covered this again. But we, David said, should I go up to the cities of Judah? And he, God said, yes. And then David inquired again, where should I go? He said, Hebron. And I, in fact, I just, saw, I just saw a video on Instagram of, of a, a, a soldier in Hebron. It was a little reel. I thought, hey, Hebron, look at that. Hebron. Is Hebron still there? Hello? Jerusalem's still there. Isn't that amazing? It's still there. Praise God. Still there. Ooh, glory. But I'll tell you what. We have to ask again and again. Amen? Ask, seek, and knock. Jesus said you ask, you seek, you knock, you're going to hear from heaven. You're going to get the answer that you needed. If you'll ask, seek, and knock. He didn't say sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. You know me, that's one of my favorite phrases. He didn't say sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. He said, ask, seek, and knock. And we ask him, we seek after him, we knock on the door. God, what do you want? What do you want? Not what do I want, what do you want? Come on. If we don't inquire, we should not expect to walk into the complete will of God. If we're not willing to inquire of God, we should not expect to get into the complete will of God. Come on now. All right, we're going to look at something else today. I was, that was kind of a review, I guess. <laughs> well, there was a lot more, but we could review for hours. You know me. Let's look at Matthew here. You're going to like this. Matthew 21. Where are we? Well, there we are. Matthew 21, 28. But what think ye? I'm in King James. Look at that, King James. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons... And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> but afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. 
Verse 31, which of these, those two did the will of his father? They said unto him, the first. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. He's talking to the Pharisees here. The religious people, right, of the day. Well, we can look at a lot of things in here, right? But the first son knew the will of the father, did he not? He wouldn't do the will of the father. He said, I'm not doing that. What happened? He later repented. He later repented. What did we talk about last week? Repentant hearts. He repented. And what did he do? He did the will of the Father. Oh, come on now. God will give us space to repent. God is merciful. Oh, he's so merciful. You know, we read it all the time in Ephesians, every time I read it, where it says God is rich in mercy. Right? And if you look that up, rich in mercy, that rich word means filthy, stinking rich. He's filthy, stinking rich in mercy. He's got mercy, mercy, mercy. Come on. And, and if we'll turn back, we'll repent of our wrong thinking. <laughs> he, this, this guy, somehow... He got his mind renewed. We're talking about renewing our minds, isn't it? He, he says, I will not go. And then some reason, right, he's, he goes and he does the will of the father. I don't know. Maybe someone came along to him and said, hey, Joe, uh, you might want to get on the harvest field there. You might want to get it working, you know. Maybe his brother came to him. Maybe his uncle came to him, right? Somehow he renewed his mind. Maybe he just felt bad. He's like, oh, I should, I should, I should do it. I repent. I'm going to go work. Okay, I'm going. Well, God had mercy, right? He gives us that, that space to choose his will. Did you hear me? God gives us that space to choose his will. We only have a short amount of time on this earth to choose his will. We only have a few minutes to choose his will. But the good news is, right, if you're still breathing in this place, and I think everybody is. <laughs> I could go down there. Right. Until we leave this earth, come on, we still have time to repent. Of anything the Lord said to do, we didn't do. Come on now. We still have time to repent. You're, you're on this earth and you're breathing. You still got a space. You got a space to choose his will. Whatever that is, right? If it's in the word and he said, do this, you got a space to do it. You got mercy right now. Mercy will run out. Hello? What, what, the, <laughs> remember Jesus said, the, when we go in to be with him, the door will be closed and the door will be shut and no one else will get in. Hello? When that door is shut, nothing can be done. 
But until that point, we, we have time to repent of anything that God wants us to do. We have time, we have the space to choose his will, right? We're talking about his will, getting his will done. Now, the second son said he would do the will of the father, and he didn't actually go, did he? He was just a talker. He was just a talker. He was just playing church. Talk is cheap, right? Talk is cheap. Yeah, I, I, I'll do that. Oh, boy. Come on. Many talk about doing the will of God, don't they? Many talk about doing the will of God. Oh, my, my, my. I could tell stories, right? Pharisees only, that's what he talked about, right? The Pharisees. The, 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 the publicans and harlots are going on the kingdom before you. The Pharisees were only talkers. Hello? Pharisees talk. <laughs> well, they talk, they like to talk a lot about doing the will of God. Oh, we talk, we talk about doing the will of, we talk, we talk, oh, we talk, oh, we talk. They don't do anything. They just to talk. Come on. Very few people want to do the will of God. I've been saying this in the series. If you find a doer of the word of God, you have found a diamond. You have found a diamond because there aren't a lot of people that are going to do the will of God on this earth. And even Christians, you'll say, well, this is the will of God. They'll say, we don't like that. You don't like it. Where's Lonnie? Too bad. Where'd he go? He must have got a restroom. <laughs> He's my too bad guy. You don't like the will of God? Too bad. Because God is always looking. Come on. He's always scanning the earth for some doers. He's always got his eyes open. He's always hiring. Come on. He always has a sign on the door looking for, what's that? What is that? Now hiring. Now hiring, right? He's always got a sign on the door. Now hiring. As we know, Jesus said, the labor, the labors are few. The harvest is ripe. The labors are few. Come on. There are very few who want to do the will of God. But if you want to be a doer today, I'll tell you what. God is hiring. <laughs> Sign up. Amen. Go for the interview at God's house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at another example here of doing Look at Jeremiah 42. Jeremiah. You love Jeremiah? Great prophet of God. Jeremiah 42, verse 1. Now all the captains of the forces, Johanan, the son of Kareah, Jezaniah, the son of Hoshiah, that's a tough one there, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah, the prophet, right? Remember, back then, the prophet spoke, right? And the prophet spoke from God. We know, we know Jeremiah was a prophet of God. And, and, and the people were supposed to listen to the prophet. And this is what they say to him, Jeremiah. Please let our petition be acceptable to you and pray for us to the Lord your God for all this remnant, since we are left, but a few of many, as you can see that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing we should do. Does that sound like the will of the God they want? We want to know 
how God wants us to walk. We want to know what we should do. Then verse 4, then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard. Indeed, I will pray to the Lord your God according to your words. And it shall be that whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare it to you and I will keep nothing back from you. Don't you love that? Right? He's not going to water it down. He's not going to have woke church. He... <laughs> He's not going to have lukewarm church. Come on. He is going to proclaim the truth. And he says, I'm not going to hold anything back. That's what I like to do. Amen. I'm not going to hold it back from you. Come on. I will hold nothing back. So they said to Jeremiah, let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you or through you, whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you. That it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Wow. Now, if you had heard anybody say this, come on, you would have said, Man, these people want the will of God. Listen to them. Listen to these people. Whether it's pleasing or displeasing, we're going to obey the voice of the Lord our God. Ooh, they, they said they wanted the will of God. They said they would do whatever he said, didn't they? They even said, they even said that it will be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. They even knew that blessing would follow their obedience to God. If we keep reading, go down there. If we keep reading, we find out that Jeremiah found out the will of God. And he said, don't go to Egypt. Stay right here. They were under the rule of, uh, oh man, the name just escaped me. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. They were under his rule. And they were afraid. But God said, you stay right here. Well, they thought going to Egypt sounded better. <laughs> and they went to Egypt, even though Jeremiah said, do not go to Egypt. The Lord says, do not go to Egypt. And if you do, you're going to suffer all kinds of harm. But they had just said they wanted to know the voice. They wanted to do what God said. They wanted God's will. They, they, whether it pleasing or displeasing, they had just said it. And we know what happens. They, they go to Egypt and they suffer great harm. Yet they had said, we want to know his will. You see that? What were they doing? They were offering lip service. That was all lip service. What? Their heart. Come on. We, <laughs> their heart. Was our, was our words in that song again? I bring more than my words, but all of my heart to you, Jesus. Woo. They brought their words and that was it. You getting this? Their heart was not truly after doing God's will. Oh, yeah. Their lips said something, but their heart was not in it. Oh boy. 
Oh, I've had many, many, many people, many people, oh man, many people tell me they want the will of God. They come here, they get saved. I want the will of God. I'm like, well, let me, let me show you a few things. Let me talk to you about some basic things of Christianity. Let me show you some of the pathways to take as a Christian. Let me give you some, let me give you some uh, guidance for your Christian life. And then you find out they didn't want the will of God. They wanted to feel good for a few moments. They wanted some goosebump feeling for a few moments. They wanted something other than him. But the only way to truly live a Christian life is to only want him. Come on. Paul said, I just want to know Christ and him crucified. I want to know him. And if you don't want to know him and what he wants, you're not in the right spot. And you're in a space where you need to repent. Hello. They even knew blessing would follow their obedience yet they didn't obey. Come on. Many people will, will say they want it. They will say they want this. They'll, they'll you'll give you lip service and they'll say this and they'll say that. But you can, you can know pretty far down, not too far down the road, that they don't really want his will. It's just lip service. Hello? Many will say one thing and do another thing. Let's look at one more scripture. I think it's one more. <laughs> Isaiah 119. If you are willing and obedient. What are we talking about today? We're talking about being obedient to the will of God. We talked about repentance last week. Repentance is wonderful, but if you don't change anything, if you don't do anything, you haven't really repented. Hello? If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Well, we see exactly what we saw in Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah said, if you'll do this, it's going to go well with you. And they would have eaten the good of the land, but they went to Egypt when God said not to go to Egypt, right? If God says go to Egypt, you go to Egypt. If God says stay in wherever you are, you stay where you are. It, it's not always easy to stay. <laughs> Ooh, I can tell stories right there, right? <laughs> well, well, we'll probably get into more of that in a few minutes. But <laughs> Obedience to God is still the right way to live. Oh, i say that again. Obedience to God is still the right way to live. Thank you for those good amens. I like it. I know a lot of people don't like that anymore, right? Ooh, they don't like that. They don't know you be obedience to, well, obedience. That sounds, you sound like a dog or something. No, you need to obey the Lord. That's why he is the Lord. He is the Lord. He is the king. He is the one to obey. <laughs> he is the one to obey. And so when he says it, we say, yes, sir. Hello. 
A lot of people don't like that, but I'll tell you what, obeying God will always pay off in the end. It always pays off. I don't care what, I don't care what it is. If you do what God says, it pays off. It pays off the right way. Amen. You, sh you surely think Abraham went up to sacrifice his son going, <laughs> well, surely he had some thoughts, right? Of like, oh boy, what am I doing? But it says he was completely obedient. Took out the knife. God said, sacrifice, I'm a sacrificing, here we go. And the angel stopped him, right? Don't, don't lay a hand on the boy. And they ram in the thicket. And it paid off, right? He became the father of many nations because God saw his heart. And he saw his sacrifice. He knew that if, God, if Abraham could sacrifice his son, he had his heart. Woo! Wow. Thank you, Father. Come on, obeying God is always the right way to go. It'll always pay off. You think, I don't know about this. Come on, you just do it. You go to Iowa when he says go to Iowa. <laughs> it pays off, amen? amen? We must do the will of God that we know to do. Amen. This is big today. We must do the will of God that we know to do. If you don't do the will of God that you know to do, you won't get more light for the next step. You got to take the step. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. That's an, I don't have that scripture down, but that's the scripture. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. You take a step and you're like, ooh, I see more now. You take a step, ooh, I see some more now. You take a step, you do what God says to do, and you keep taking the steps, God's going to show you the next step. But if we're not willing to do that step, ooh, we stay right where we're at. We're settlers. I'm just going to settle right here because <laughs> I'm happy right here and this is a little safe place for me and I'll just stay in my little safe place right here. I'm going to stay right here because this is a good little spot right here. And God's saying, why aren't you taking that step that I told you to take? Why aren't you taking it? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to settle right here. I'm just going, I'm just going to stay right here. I'm, I'm safe right here. <laughs> Come on now. If we take the next step, we're going to get the light we need. You got to do the known will of God to keep moving forward. If we don't do what we know to do, we're not moving on. We're not going to progress. We're not going to get to the complete will of God. If we're not willing to take the next step that God says to take. Part, part of my testimony, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of my testimony, you know, I tell little stories here and there and you get bits and pieces of it, right? But part of my testimony is I just kept doing the next step, right? When God, when I got saved, I, I felt God said, you know, you're, you're called into ministry and you need to go to Bible school. Well, that's a you know, long story right there. I could tell stories for hours just right there. But I took the step. I went to Tulsa. You don't want to go to Tulsa unless you've been called to Tulsa. <laughs> Hot in the summer and freezing cold in the winter. Whoo! I remember the one time I stepped out of my apartment not knowing that weather yet. We learned weather in Iowa. We learned weather in Oklahoma. We learned, right? 
step on the curb, of, you know, the parking curb right there. And it was a cold day. And guess what that curb was? Solid ice. <laughs> Boom. Like, oh. Right? You learn some things about Tulsa real quick. And then you get there, you get summer hits, and you're like, oh my, do people live here? Seriously? Why? 110 degrees, 99% humidity, hello? Come on now. I took the step, though. I took the step to go to Tulsa. Come on. If you don't take the step, you can't go on to the complete will of God. Did I like the step? Parts of it I liked. <laughs> Parts of it I did not like. Mm. What happened after that? Right? I'm, just, I'm just summarizing years of my life, right? What happened after Bible school? I was down in Tulsa for seven years. Learning, growing, studying. Come on. What happened? I went back to my church in Vancouver and served. For years. I served for years at my home church that I had come out of when I went to Bible school. Why? Because I believed that was the will of my God. Right? Uh, long stories, right? Long stories. But I believe God said, go back to Vancouver and help your church. Take a step. Did I have dreams of doing all kinds of things coming out of Bible school? Absolutely. I'm like, I'm a graduate now. I'm faith man. I know the word better than a lot of people. I am faith man. Here I'm going to change the world. Go serve at your church. Okay. You couldn't like, you know, make me super evangelist overnight? And I go win a million people tomorrow? Nope, go serve. Okay. Come on now. I went back. I helped in music ministry for years. I helped in youth ministry for years. I gave my tithes and offerings for years. I helped in maintenance ministry for years. Don was there with me helping me clean windows. Hello? I'm telling you this because this is part of my taking the step, right? Taking the step to do the will of God. If I don't take the step, hello? What happened? What happened while I was helping at my church? What did I do? What did I do? I, did, I wasn't a paid. I was paid shortly as maintenance for a while, but mostly I managed 7-Eleven stores, and some of you know some of my stories. Now I can tell stories for hours about that. But I managed, my parents, parents had two 7-Eleven stores, and I became the manager of those two stores for 12 years. When I came out of Bible school, I'm super faith man. I'm managing 7-Eleven stores. Why? I believed that was the step I needed to take. Did I like it? Oh, hardly any of it. 
Hardly any of it. And I could tell stories why for hours, right? Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Employees that steal, employees that lie constantly. Oh, yeah, wonderful, fun. <laughs> but what happened? I learned, I learned so much that I use right here today. God had a step for me to take to get to the will of God. If I don't take the step, I don't get here. I got another step. You want another step? <laughs> well, here I am, right? Staying faithful to my church, staying faithful in my work. I'm working for the Lord, right? The Bible says, do your work as unto the Lord. I'm working hard in every area. I'm working for the Lord. I'm serving. I'm staying faithful, staying faithful, staying faithful, faithful to my wife, faithful to my work, faithful, 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 faithful. And as you heard me say before, one of the faithful, 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 fruitful. You ain't going to be fruitful until you're faithful, 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 faithful. That comes first. Come on. You got to be faithful, 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 faithful. And that's where most people fall out, right there. They're like, yeah, I can't be that faithful. Ah, I'm just not that into it. <laughs> Come on. You want the complete will of God, you're going to have to stay faithful. Then what happens years later after I'm out of Bible school? In fact, the exact number from when I was called, I felt I was called to ministry before Bible school, felt called to ministry till I went into full-time ministry was 22 years. Come on now, 22 years. And we went to Iowa because God said go. I said, because God said go. <laughs> Did you want to go to Iowa? No. No one wants to go to Iowa. <laughs> but again, what I learned in Iowa, I use every day of my life right here. If I don't take the steps of faith that I needed to take, come on, Abraham, get out of Ur. Go leave your country. Okay, God, where am I going? I'll tell you later. You just get out. Okay. At least God had a place for me to go. <laughs> Amen. We knew where we were going. Didn't know exactly how that was going to work out, right? Can you? <laughs> Don't know exactly how that's going to work out, but here we go. Come on. You got to take the step that God says to take if you want to get more light, if you want to go on to the complete will of God, you got to take the step. You got to do the will of God. You got to do obedience. Come on. Obedient heart. What happens when we are obedient? Come on. We get more revelation from God on the next step. You know my story. I was in Iowa and I spoke the name of this church and the name of this town. As I woke up from my sleep, that does not happen unless I'm in Iowa. And I've taken the step that I needed to take. I've walked in that step. No matter what my feelings said about that step, I took the step. I did the will of God. And so therefore, I was able to go on to the next step. Hello? 
And of course, 2015, we came here. Why? Because God said to. <laughs> Amen? Every step took us closer. So you got to get, you got to take the step for more revelation to come. You got to take the step that God said to take, whatever it is, right? It's like reading a book about baseball. I'm just going to use an illustration. You like baseball, see? Mariners played last night. They lost 18, 18 innings, was it? Ooh, what a crazy game, right? We were on the way back from the soccer game in Kalama, and we're, we didn't have, you know, TV or whatever. We had uh, internet, so we were getting just updates. Oh, wow. 16th inning. 17th inning. 18th inning. <laughs> they lost. It was sad, but you know, they finally got in the playoffs, right? But if you read a book about baseball, that's only going to get you so far. You want to know how to play baseball? You really want to know how to play baseball? You get on that field and you start playing baseball. And revelation will start flowing. You'll be like, well, I read about stealing a base, but now I know when I slide into that base, my leg gets ripped open. So next time I'm going to do that a little different. You got revelation, didn't you? I got revelation at 7-Eleven. I got revelation in Iowa. You get more revelation when you start doing. You can't just read. You can't just read. Come on. You got to do. You get on the baseball field and you're going to be like, oh, that's what a pop fly is. Boom. The next time the pop fly comes, you're like, aha. Ah, revelation. Come on now. You, you, you read about, you read about uh, adjusting the outfield, right? And then you, you are on the outfield and they say, shift to the left. He's moving. He's, oh, I guess I'm a moving. Oh, the ball's coming around. I get it. I get it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Revelation. Come on. You read about the base coach. And the base coach is going to give signs and you're going to follow his signs. And you get out there and you see all the signs. You're like, ooh, what is all that about? And then they start telling you, well, this, this means that, and this means this, and that means this, and this means that, and you steal when I do this, and you, pin, you uh, bunt when I do this, and you know, I don't know, like that. And then you're like, oh, revelation. Come on. The Bible is not just meant for reading. Oh, it's good to read the Bible, amen. Excellent to read the Bible, but it's not just meant for reading. Guess what it's meant to do? Do it. It's meant to be done. If we don't do it, we don't get the revelation for the next step. Did you hear me? Come on. Once you start doing the will of your father, you're going to see more. And you're going to get the revelation like on the baseball field. And God, like I said, God is always looking for people to do his will. And like I said, you're going to get his will in his word. You're going to get his will from the Holy Spirit. But you got to be willing to do what he said, whatever it is, even though you're like, I don't like that. Too bad. <laughs> you missed your too bad. <laughs> I don't like that, God. Too bad. You got to be willing to do what he said. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. 
And I, I thought this was a good illustration of that. Uh, you know, I could give many illustrations, of it. but one of those, and I think I've told you this before, you know, I'm at my church in Vancouver and, you know, it's hard to be faithful for years in any spot. And there are times that Karen and I say, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe we should uh, get a new church. I don't know. We didn't like that, you know, whatever it is. And I've told you stories, certain things, how you can get offended at something that you shouldn't be offended at. You know what I'm saying? And you're just so offended by, well, we've had people offended at all kinds of things, right? Offended at a song. You're like, really? Oh, man, really? Offended when we worship on our faces. You're like, really? You don't like us worshiping on our faces? Wow, okay. I mean, I could go on and on, right? On and on. Stories, on and on and on. People offended, right? Well, you can get offended by all kinds of things. So there's certain times we, we got offended at something, right? Well, maybe we should just... Maybe we should just find a new church. But we stayed faithful. And we were the faithful ones. And we were faithful, 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 faithful. You know, got over the offense, got past that, stayed faithful, stayed faithful, kept doing the steps, kept, I mean, remember, we were there for years. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Helping, serving, giving. Helping, serving, giving. Faithful, 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 faithful. And I'll tell you what, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I'm not doing that, I'm not here today. No way. Not happening. Absolutely not happening. So it can, it can take great faith to stay where you're supposed to stay and it can take great faith to go where you need to go. Right? Go to Iowa, you've got to have some faith. Stay where you're at. Okay. But I don't want to. What, what did God tell Jeremiah? Or through Jeremiah, right? God said, stay where you're at. And they said, but we like Egypt. We want to go to Egypt. Ooh. Come on. Whatever God says is the right thing. And so, a lot of times inside your, your, or I should say your feelings, nothing more than feelings. Your feelings want to do something totally different. And so many people have lost the will of God because they were moved by feelings rather than by faith. And rather than by faithfulness. And they were moved by their feelings and they lost the whole plan of God for their lives. Whoo, I tell you what, it's a sad thing. How many people miss God because they won't stay faithful and do what God said to do? Hello? But God still wants obedience from his children. You know, people don't like that. I understand that. People don't like it. Tough. Too bad. Just like in a natural family, right? But I don't know why it's so hard to understand, right? In a natural family, if you tell your kids to take out the garbage, you expect them to take out the garbage. If God says you need to do this, you say, okay, I'll do that. Hello? Willing and obedient. Well, the one son 
Well, he wouldn't do it, right? He was just a talker. The one son, the other son, or the first son repented. And he did it. And he went into the kingdom of God. And the Pharisees just kept talking. Because they weren't obedient children. They didn't have obedient hearts. Their hearts were not with Jesus, as we sang this morning. They were just talkers. And there are many talkers in this world. And there are many Pharisees, even still today, all around us. There are Pharisees all around the place. And they'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But God is still saying, when will you do and stop talking? Come on. When will you stop being a Pharisee and start being a doer? Come on. You know, we talk about all the time around here, being a doer. The doer of the word is blessed. The obedient one is blessed. And as we are obedient to God, we take the step, we get more light. We get more light for the next step. But if we want to stay and we look here and we say, God said that. But I don't like it. But we talk, what did we talk about? I think it was last week. We talked about Jesus said, don't worry about anything. And a lot of people are good worriers and they're excellent at worrying. And they're like, I can't stop worrying because I am a worrier. Well, what you're saying is you don't care about what he wants. You're saying, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, I understand Jesus, you know, is Lord. I understand he only speaks truth, but I just, you know, I am not going to stop worrying. Well, then you're not going to move on to the next step. Come on. There's many things we could talk about, right? But whatever it is that we've seen, we talk about things every week, right? That we should do, that we should think, that we should renew our minds with, that we should think right, right? We should get our thinking right, which will make our actions right. We'll look more like Jesus. We'll be conformed into his image. We'll become more like Christ. We'll look more like him. So we talk about these things all the time. Why? Because uh, people here want to be discipled. Amen? <laughs> they don't want to just play church. So as Jeremiah said, I don't hold it back. I'll hold nothing back from you. Right? I'm not holding back from you because I know if you're here, I know if you're in this place, you want to be discipled. <laughs> Amen. People don't last here if they don't want to be discipled and they want to play church and they want to hear a nice 15 minute message and go home and eat their ham. Come on now. But if you're here today, I know, I know you want to do the will of God. Amen. You don't want to just offer lip service. You don't want to be a Pharisee. And if there's anything in your life that popped up today, right? I mean, God speaks to us, right? In these messages. God speaks to us when we're hearing the preaching of the word. God speaks to us while we're hearing the truth from God's word. God will speak to us. And if there's anything that God spoke to your heart today, he said, I've asked you to do that. He's asking today, why haven't you done it? 
right? Are you doing what you know you should do? Do you have the obedient heart? Now, I believe everyone here wants it, but if God has spoken to you about something, are you doing it? Amen? Are you doing it? Yes, we can repent on our face before God. Yes, we can tell God we, 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 are, 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 we want forgiveness for that action we made or that word we spoke or, or something we did that didn't line up with him. And we can ask for forgiveness. We can repent of it. And then he says, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Are you going to take the step and do it? Or offer lip service. I tell you what, I, want, I don't want to offer lip service. Do you? Come on. If we're going to find, what are we talking about in this whole series? We are talking about finding the complete will of God, the perfect will of God, as we read in the uh, King James. The new King James, I think is perfect. Complete. If we want to find the complete or perfect, the whole, the big plan of God, right? If we want to find the full plan of God for our lives, we have to do what he said, or we gotta, or we're gonna settle for this. Come on. I don't have settlers in here, do I? <laughs> no settlers? Come on. Settlers, no, no settlers. This is not a settling church. No, no, no. This is a frontier church. This is a pioneer church. This is a pioneering church. This, come on. You're in a place that says we are going to pioneer and we are not going to settle down. Well, just settle down. Right? You tell kids that. Just settle down. Just settle down now. Settle down. <laughs> Ooh, come on. Why, why, why did people, why did people have criticized us for worshiping God with all of our hearts? With our hands raised to God, with our face on the floor, bowed before God. What are they saying? They're saying, settle down now, settle down. We don't like any of that crazy stuff. I mean, you know, you might start jumping or something. You might start dancing or something. Come on. We're going to miss out on so much for our lives if we won't do what God said. If we won't take that next step. When God says dance, you dance. When God says run, you run. Come on now. That's a, lot, a lot of church has no idea what I'm talking about. You think you that in most church world, they're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Book of Acts. They came out of the upper room and they said, why are these men drunk? And they said, we're not drunk. They were drunk, but not drunk on wine. They were drunk on the Holy Ghost. And when you get drunk on the Holy Ghost, you're going to dance a little and you're going to stumble a little. And you're going to speak in tongues a little. And people are going to say, Ooh, I don't want that stuff. And like, well, you don't want the fullness of God then. But I want it. So you can settle where you want to settle. You settle over there. And I'll settle. I'm not going to settle at all. If you want to keep coming along, we're on the frontier and we're marching for Jesus. And we're going to keep a marching and we're going to keep a doing his will. 
Come on. If you want to march for Jesus, if you want to do his will, you in the right place. Because we aren't settlers around here. I've had a lot of people try and get me to settle down. Just settle down. Just settle. That's right. When you're on fire, you can't settle down because you're on fire. So you got to shake and move a little bit. Amen. There's all kinds of things we could talk about. But what has God spoken to you about? What has God put on your heart? Ooh, but, and you don't like it. You're like, oh, Come on. You got to do what God said to do. You got to follow his path. If you want to get to the end, if you want to get to that complete will, you want to get to the end and say, I've run my course as Paul did. I've run my course. I've finished the race. I kept the faith. I did it. I did it. I did it. If you want to get to the end and say that, you got to keep marching for Jesus. You got to keep doing the will of God. You got to keep going down that faithful road. You got to stay on the narrow path. You can't get on the broad path of destruction. You got to stay on the narrow path right to Jesus' house. Never stopping. Keep a marching right on home. And when you check out of here, you check out and woo, Jesus. And you hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And you marched all the way and you did it and you did it and you did it and you didn't care what you felt like and you did it again and you did it again and you prayed again and you you danced again. (laughs) When you didn't want to dance, you danced anyhow. Why? Because you were rejoicing before you saw the victory. You were rejoicing in the spirit because you already saw the victory by faith. Praise the Lord. I was done a half hour ago. (laughs) I got some obedient hearts in here today. Come on, let's pray this. Heavenly Father, I have an obedient heart. I will do whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want is what I want. I'm an obedient child and I will do your will. And I know you'll show me the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And I'll keep taking those steps and I'll do your will until the end of my race. And I will keep the faith and I know I will hear well done from my Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we had a church in here today. Whew. You know me, I go a couple more hours, but. But I must ask you before we go today, is Jesus your Lord? All have sinned, fallen short of God's glory. Everyone has sinned. People say they haven't sinned. They just haven't realized it yet. Everyone will realize it, right? Someday, whether it's in eternity or now. And they stand before Jesus and they realize what a sinner they were. And they realized they were filthy, stinking, filthy, stinking sinner. Because in God's eyes, even a white lie is sin. So people say, well, oh, I haven't done anything that bad. I mean, I haven't killed anybody. 
I rarely think a wrong thought, so I'm pretty good. No, God says you're, the, you're a sinner and you need a savior. And, and God gave us eternal life through Jesus. He died on the cross for us. He paid the price. He was sinless. He was spotless. He was the lamb of God as the Old Testament showed us uh, as a type and shadow of the lamb who was sacrificed for the sin. Then the sinless, spotless lamb came. And he had to be a man because he had to redeem man. If you're not in Christ, you're not going into heaven. He is the only perfect man there. So everybody to go there must go into him, into Christ. That's why Paul constantly talks about in Christ. That means you are part of the body of Christ forever. And we're going to be married to him forever. And that means if you want to truly be a Christian, you give him your all. You give him everything. Come on now. Just like in marriage. Why are, why are the vows like they are? Because of Christ. Marriage vows. If you, if you have real marriage vows, you know, nowadays they're all woke and bit. If you have real marriage vows, right? I give myself to you completely. I am yours forever. It's just a type and shadow of what's to come, right? There's no marriage in heaven. There's no male nor female. Jesus said that. You don't, you don't know the scriptures. You told the Pharisees, you don't even know the scriptures. Come on, there's no marriage in heaven. It's all a type and shadow. Right here is what, what's coming and we're gonna be married to Jesus forever. The sin, the spotless Lamb of God. And, and you got to go into Christ to be in heaven. The only way to get there. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but through me. There is a narrow path to take. There is one road that leads to heaven. Jesus' road goes to the house of God. If you don't want Jesus' road, you're not going to there. All the people that reject Jesus, they're rejecting Jesus' road. They're rejecting Jesus, the Son of God. They aren't going to God's house. I don't care how many times you want to say otherwise, they are not going there. And if they've rejected the answer, the only answer, they are not going to God's house. Because God will only have fully allegiant people with him forever. And there's only one way to get there. Jesus rode. Hallelujah. So, if you have not confessed Jesus as Lord... You believe in your heart. God gave us all faith to use. If we don't use our faith, we don't enter into salvation. When faith comes, faith is believing. So when I, when I heard the message of the gospel, the real true gospel at the age of 19, I believed it in my heart. And I confessed Jesus is Lord. And I knew I was changed on the inside. I knew I became a new creation in Christ. I knew. I didn't know those words then, but I knew I was changed. Come on. Real Christianity is a real change of heart. Not a religion we add to our uh, daily tasks. Not a religion we add to our life. Well, I need a good religion. Let me go find one. Well, there's Christianity. That looks kind of good. But there's Buddhism over here, and that looks kind of good too. And Hinduism, that has some benefits, I think, too. Let me choose one. No! 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 
No, when you come to Christ, you give him everything, you bow at his feet, and you give him all of your being, spirit, soul, and body belong to him. Come on. It is not a good religion to join. It is giving everything that you are to the Savior of all mankind. Whoo! Hallelujah. So today, if you have not right, believed and confessed Jesus is Lord, I'm giving you a space to repent right now. Right? You're online. You're here. I'm giving you a space as a preacher of the gospel. I'm giving you a space to repent just as that man had a space to repent and actually do the will of God. God's given you a chance right now to repent, change, and receive what he did for you. Receive the sacrifice of Jesus. Receive the love of God. His, the whole reason he did it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you want to receive that love today, Lift a hand to heaven and pray this after me. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I know Jesus is the only way into your presence. I repent of all sin. I want nothing to do with the works of darkness. I give myself completely to you. I call Jesus my Lord, my master, my savior forever. I receive everything he's done for me. I receive the payment paid for me so my sin would be washed away. I receive it today and I thank you now, Heavenly Father, for making me a new creation, making me the righteousness of God, giving me new life. Teach me your ways, show me your ways, and I will walk in them and I will do them. I will be an obedient child for you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that was you today, whether you're here online, if you want to grow up quick, you want to be a disciple, you want to get busy right away, being a fruitful Christian and not just a religious Christian, first of all, be bold about your faith. Tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Tell your family members and watch their reaction. Be bold, amen. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. Very important to be bold about your faith, amen. Secondly, devour this. Devour the Word of God. This is our spirit food. And in here, we're going to renew our minds. We're going to find out what He wants and how He thinks. And then we begin to think like him, which makes us able to do what he wants us to do. Of course, we talked a lot about that today. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. Don't be in a lukewarm church in these last days. Find a church full of the Spirit. Amen. Be a part of the body. Don't, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as Hebrews says. The body needs you and you need the body. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is part and parcel of Christianity. Don't let the devil steal that gift from you. I've been praying in tongues since I was 19 years old. You can have the gift if you want it. It's available to all. For they all prayed in tongues in the beginning of the church. And that is how the church should have continued. 
but the devil has messed that up quite well. But we teach it here, we do it here, we believe it, and we act on the word. Amen. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Don't just be a talker, be a doer, which we just talked about today. Worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day. This is a big part of our growing in our faith, and a lot of people don't realize it. But if you talk to God throughout your day, you're going to be developing a relationship with him and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, all of a sudden you're going to know God better and you're going to know God better and you're going to talk to him. Don't forget about God. A lot of times Christians just forget about God during their day and they go through their day and they, well, that was a good day. No, throughout our day we say, hey, thank you, Father. Thank you. You stop during lunch, right? Thank you, Father. You're so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. I love you, Father. Come on, you're going down the hallway. Thank you, Father. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being so good to me. You need some wisdom. You're working on something at your work. You need some wisdom. Talk to him. Father, I need wisdom. I'm not sure what to do here. Father, I need some help. Can you help me? And guess what? He will. Because he says in James, if we ask, he will give us the wisdom that we need. He will give it to us. He didn't say he might. He said he will. Amen. And seventh... Never, ever, ever, ever forget that you belong to God and you are his, you, he is Lord, so whatever he says goes. And that is part of laying down our whole lives before him and not saying, but I got to do this and I got to do that in my life. I have to do this and I have to do that. I, I, this, is, this is the thought I had right now. But you know, people have bucket lists and you might have a bucket list. I'm not, I'm just saying, I don't like the bucket list because I want to follow him. And if on my bucket list is I have to go to Australia, what if he doesn't want me to go to Australia? If on my bucket list is I have to go to Hawaii, what if God doesn't want me to go to Hawaii? Hello? What if, what if, I mean, what if, what if, what if, right? How many, how many things are on a bucket list? Well, I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> but if your bucket list says you got to do that, then that is your focus. Ooh, I could start another sermon right now. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. If your bucket list says, I got to do this before I die, and I got to do that before I die, what is your focus? That. Well, how am I going to get to Australia? How am I going to get to Australia? I need more money to go to Australia. I think I'll get a second job so I can go to Australia. I think, I think, I think, and then all of a sudden your whole focus is on getting to Australia. And the whole time God was saying, And you're like, I got to get to Australia. I got to get to Australia. That's your focus, right? Who's Lord? Australia? Or him? I'm going to stick with him. Because if he wants me to go to Iowa, I go to Iowa. <laughs> if he wants you to go to Kenya, you go to Kenya. Amen? He is boss. He is Lord. We don't belong to ourselves. When we became a Christian, we gave ourselves to him, just like in marriage. Come on. We gave ourselves to the greatest groom ever, Jesus, the Son of God. 
We gave ourselves to him and we said, whatever you want is what I want. And that, that my brothers and sisters is true Christianity. Not woke, not progressive, the real deal. Whenever you say, whatever he wants is what I want. Because I belong to him now. Devil, I don't belong to you anymore. You don't rule in my life. You have no say in my life. I served you for enough time, but now I serve him. Come on. Any person can do that. Any person can give themselves completely to God. I don't care if they've killed 25 people and they're sitting in prison ready to go on death row right now. They can turn to God. Come on. They can turn to God and say, Father God, forgive me. I give myself to you completely right now. And if they do that from their heart, they are going into heaven. And they are going to see Jesus. Hello? Did we not talk about the merciful, our merciful God today? That's how much mercy he has. And any repentant heart, any repentant heart, come on, that turns to him. There's still space to repent before you leave this place. And the murderer on death row still has space to repent. Pretty soon he won't. But he has space. Come on. Are we doers here? We're doers. We're repenters. We're doers. <laughs> Amen? We repent and we do. Last week I was talking about repentance. A lot of people wouldn't agree with that either. I said repentance. Repentance for a Christian is normal life. Because you say something, you're like, ooh, I repent of that. You think something, ooh, I repent of that. You do something, oh, I repent of that, God. Hello? And then what happens? We change. We do differently. And we do according to what he wants. Amen? You know me, I just get, I get all these rabbit trails, I keep going. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, you're so merciful that you would allow a murderer to come to you as they turn their hearts to you. You would allow anyone to come to you that will turn and repent of their, their actions and their thoughts and turn to you and say, what do you want, God? I'm yours. I repent of my past. I repent of my dumbness. I repent of turning my back on you my whole life. I repent. You, you'll have mercy on anyone who will do that. So Father, we turn now, we thank you for your mercy that you pour out upon mankind, even though so many have, well, we all have, turned our back on you at some point. But you love us anyhow. You pour out your love to us anyhow. You have mercy on us again and again and again. And Father, we, we're going to do what you said. We're going to be doers. We're going to do it. And we're going to keep marching. And we're going to keep doing. And we're going to keep marching and doing for you as obedient children.
we're not, we're not the Pharisees here, Father. We're not the Pharisees. We're doers. Any, any area we've fallen short, Father, and we've been a Pharisee, forgive us. Forgive us for being talkers and not doers. But from this point forward, we aim to be a doer. Come on, tell him right now. Say, Father God, I'm a doer. I'll be a doer. I repent of not doing, but I am now a doer. And I'm going to stay a doer. My whole life, I'm a doer. In Jesus' name. And Father, we turn back and we give you all the glory as we said we would. We turn back, give you all the honor, all the praise. Belongs to our great God forever and ever. We take no glory here. We take no credit here because we know we all deserve hell without you. We all deserve hell without Jesus. So all the glory returns to you as you are glorified in this place today. You get all the glory. We take none. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.